0: The Super Speedway podcast is a dream bigger media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 83 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Thursday, October 18th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, that whole fade-out thing is automatic, and I don't know, it just like cut off at the end. I don't know what that was all about.
1: Yeah, that caught me off guard. I was I, Well, one, there was no sound effect again this week. I was all out of whack when that whole thing started. <laughs> Yeah. But we're, 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 we are doing this at a weird time. It's a different day of the week. It's a different time of the day. So I, I, I have a feeling we're just going to have to patch work our way through this entire podcast.
0: Yeah. Everything is different. Skype's been being stupid already tonight, but right now sounds good. Um, I am solo dad here at home tonight. So I have, uh, I have the boys there in the other room watching cartoons. So there's a small chance I'll get interrupted by them or the dog barking or something. So it could be fun. Could be fun. Right. Yep. Little, we'll see how it goes a little less predictable than Talladega was this weekend right
1: uh yeah and you would think that would be the other way around exactly but yeah that was really that was a really nice segue I just wanted to point that out
0: there you go so it's the one it was the 1000 bulbs.com 500 at Talladega Super Speedway um add that which i think we did last week to the list of dumb uh race names this season uh there. it's uh you know we we're I was all excited about Talladega couldn't wait for some excitement we got a little bit of it on Saturday with the truck race. And then Sunday came and the old Stuart Haas boys kind of stunk up the show and ruined the thing. Don't you think we should, I feel like we should have known after
1: qualifying (laughs) that this had the potential to be a stink show. And boy, was that, do you recall a race being so thoroughly dominated by a team? The, the only thing I can think of is when Joe Gibbs racing, tried this with the Daytona 500 a few years ago. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out for him, but this was just a
0: butt whooping. Well, let me, before we talk about the winner, um, which at least was a pleasant surprise, uh, let me go and get on my soapbox for a second and say, NASCAR, please. I know things are changing next year. We're going to do some different stuff. Give us the ride height rule back. These teams are beating themselves with this stupid ride height rule, trying to lower (laughs) those things as close to the ground as possible. We've got parts breaking because they're bouncing off the track. Like, come on. This is, this is the lug nut thing again. These guys cannot police themselves well enough. NASCAR, step in. Give us the ride heights back, and let's have some good racing at restrictor plates once again. Because this sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't believe it. Like, <sighs> and I, and it, just, it wasn't all Stuart Haas. I mean, Stuart Haas stunk it up because everybody let him do it. But because of this package, handling was such a factor at Talladega. And handling is great. But we deal with handling every week of the year. Let's have yeah. one race we don't have to worry about and just let these guys drive. Yeah, and if
1: this was an elimination race, I think the... It would have been different. I, I, well, and I think the, these guys approach this race at this point now. Now now this is the... I think it's the second year they've taken it out of the elimination spot. Yeah. They just try to survive. Yep, They yeah. just try to get through it. And you could... I think that was a little bit on display. There was no... I guess the sense of urgency just wasn't there like you would typically see at Talladega. But we've, we've seen Talladega races be like this before, though, where these guys are just kind of not out like there.
0: this, though. No,
1: this was a this was a little bit different. This was a thorough domination of it was, by one team.
0: It wasn't even just that it was. I mean, Stuart Haas ruined the front of the race, but usually at Talladega, at least there's some good racing in the back of the pack. And we had a little bit of pack racing at a couple points. But really, the racing was not good. Yeah, I, I just I had everything to do with handling because you couldn't run three wide. Yeah. You know, 10 laps into a run. And that's I, I'm sorry. I just that's just not the way Talladega is supposed to be. No, it should
1: be. There should be lines moving. Talladega is at its best when you've got two or three lines, you know, one lines out front. And that second line's coming and eventually they get to each other and things start
0: happening. Right. And don't get and me wrong. Just... I'm one of those fans. I want to see a wreck. But. That's not why I'm upset about this race. I'm not upset about this race because there was no big wreck. I'm upset about this race because yeah. the racing stunk. If you if if you're not gonna have a wreck, let's at least have good racing the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah Talladega is one of the races.
1: I don't mind if we have stinkers from now now and again. Yeah, but Talladega is one of the it races during the stinker. year. <laughs> yeah, it should not be a stinker. Like people yep. are tuning in because it's Talladega, and you got to have a good show. Yeah. You know, there's just a handful of these races. Daytona's another one. You, you got to have a good racing at Bristol. Um, but yeah, this is this should be one of the crown jewel highlights of the season. it, it, it like you said, it was kind of
0: a dud. Yeah, but but it wasn't it wasn't a dud for Eric Almarola, Yes. Gets, who, you know, what, five minutes into the podcast, we finally mentioned is the winner at yeah. Talladega. gets his second career win, his first one of the year. Finally gets redemption there for Stuart Haas. Yeah. Um, Finally becomes one of the four winners. All four drivers have won this season. Um, we're going to talk more about Stuart Haas later, but uh, I mean, long time coming for this. I think both you and I predicted this would happen this season, and yep. I'm surprised neither of us picked him last week because it's a good. He was a good pick for this race. Yeah,
1: he's a good. Yeah, he's a good restrictor plate pick, and um, yeah, it's just he, he's been good before. I don't think he was pr- the best of the Stuart Haas cars. No, definitely but not. It, did, it didn't matter. They yeah. were all. I mean. So yeah, I mean, fourth, okay, so yeah, yeah
0: right, exactly. He was the worst. Yeah. He ran fourth.
1: <laughs> yeah, he ran fourth for the majority of the race. But yeah, heck Which, of a.
0: I would argue he was probably the third best because I think I think I think Kurt was the best and Harvick was a close second. Yeah, but and
1: Boyer, yeah, it was like a. I mean, was, They were all. Good. I mean, it yeah. <laughs> no. it they all could have probably done what they did. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. But this is his first uh, wire to wire win, I guess you would call it. Or maybe that's not right. But he his only other win was a rain short in Daytona. Right. Um, so this is his first actual checkered flag that he's seen um, in the Cup Series, at, at, you know, bracing
0: for it. So, right. And I, I think really well, what cost Kurt the win was that Kurt led so much of that last stage or last segment and ran out of fuel. I mean, Kurt, and then Kurt runs out and, and Eric gets the win. So he
1: had, he did have a rightful gripe with NASCAR about some of the calls there late, but I don't think that's what lost him the race at the end of the day. I, overall. I, I just think that's the way it played out. Okay. So know?
0: I, I honestly have n- I, all I've heard is that Kurt complained about the, when the caution was thrown and complained about the, the caution at the end. Um, so I n- did not hear any of the audio from Kurt at all. So, or any, see, read anything on it or whatever. I don't know exactly what he said. So I guess before I make my opinion on it, fill me in, James. What did he say?
1: Well, he just was talking about – you You basically covered it there. It was the timing of the caution. He felt like it should have been a little bit different. Was he um,
0: – did I did I hear correctly that he was upset that they ran an extra lap under caution too? Yeah, that was part of
1: it too. Yep, that's okay. another part of it. So he was just kind of – he felt like – yeah, he just felt like it, it sucked the extra fuel that he needed. Basically, I mean, that's the gist I, I'm getting out of how what he
0: said. But here's the thing. Every mm-hmm. single car on the track ran the same caution laps. Every single car on the track dealt with caution flying at the time it did or the lack of caution flying at the end. Everybody dealt with the same thing. You know, I don't feel like the deck was stacked against Kurt Busch. It just that's the way it worked out in the circumstance. This is not unprecedented for nascar to let a race play out when a crash happens at the back of the field
1: yeah and, and i know some of the media members and fans were upset too because of the way the truck series race played out it was kind of a similar call They nascar called it differently a little bit both ways but nascar i know. i, I will okay give
0: i will give credit nascar has been very con- a, 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 an organization has been as inconsistent as nascar has nascar yep. is incredibly consistent when wheels get off the ground Yep. And that's what happened on with Noah Gregson. The w- wheels got off the ground on the truck. They threw the caution immediately when that truck got off the ground yep. and there were no wheels off the ground in the wreck on Sunday. So I'm yep. good with the call that they made. Yeah. Race that sucker to the finish line. Yeah, exactly. Race that's, it. that's what we want to see is a race to the finish. And yep. I'm, I mean, I'm still a, a proponent of, okay, throw that caution in that case. you throw the caution any other time, but don't end under caution, you know, do the arc thing and run yeah. one lap. Yeah. So, but this is the compromise to that. Nobody was in any danger The the cars weren't racing back through there at speed. They were out of the way or rolling still after the crash. It was not a danger situation. So for Kurt to complain, it's just because the circumstances didn't go his direction.
1: Well, and he's a bush. So, I mean, that's what he's going <laughs> right. to, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's true, though. It <laughs> is was, true. I was throwing, I'm throwing a bone out there for the fans. Sorry guys. It's all good. No, he, he is fine. Um, but just, uh, you know, back to Almirola, just uh, just really quick, just, you know, just to highlight again his career year he's been having, um, by far his best average finish, and now he's, he's, <laughs> he's broken my bracket. I know he's probably busted yours at this point. Um, I remember what mine is. Yeah, I didn't have him getting into the round of 12, so now he is into the round of 8. Um, by far now, I mean, he was having his best year of his career, but now it's solidified with the point standings, too. He's... Um, yeah, he's racing for a championship. Yeah, and I also had him I think out of all, the round of twelve. <laughs> I think all four Stewart Haas cars are probably going to get through him <laughs> to the to their round of eight. It's good. It's looking that way. Yeah. Um. Man, that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. I don't know. Well, I think we're going to probably talk about points a little bit later, but
0: yeah, we're getting um, there. We're almost there. Um, just a
1: kudos to that whole team. To you know, just season overall they've been having. He only led one lap on the day, but it doesn't matter. That's Taldega, You're going to have that.
0: Yeah, that don't matter. All that matters is nope. who takes a checkered flag home. Exactly, exactly. You know, so and especially at a restrictor plate track, nobody cares about laps led. And really, laps led means nothing anymore. You don't get points for it, so who cares? Right, exactly. Um, just kind of looking down the list, see who had good days, bad days. Um, it's Talladega, so you know everything's kind of up in the air, but uh alex bowman chase elliott uh alex bowman finishes 33rd chase elliott 31st just kind of looking at chase drivers here playoff drivers yeah and right. it
1: didn't matter chase elliott he has he has the ultimate mulligan so it didn't matter right
0: he's really good uh, ryan blaney 29th kevin harvick 28th brad keselowski 27th kyle bush 26th uh brad yeah. keselowski ryan blaney both needed good days and they did not get it- those
1: yeah, I didn't get him. Harvick, you know, he has he has a sneaky bad twenty eighth. I mean, he had a good day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, still earned twenty seven points, and he is virtually locked in to the round of eight. Yeah. Um. So he he's fine too. Uh. But yeah, Blaney Kozlowski. Um. But yeah, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Being down there. Um. Kyle's fine. Martin's on the bubble
0: though. Yeah, Martin's close. Yep. Martin. Not a good day for Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, not at all. He only earned uh, he only earned fourteen points on the day, and that's not the type of day he wants to have. The other one who had a bad day, uh, Kyle Larson cuts down a tire, spins, manages to get back up and have an okay finish, yeah, and then gets slapped with the old L one penalty, yep, and that drops him to thirty six points out of yep the playoffs. And we the get next to round. We get to play my favorite game. What's that? Cross them off. <laughs> we cross crossing off. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, so last week. I, let's talk about I have, this penalty real quick first. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. So let's do it. Um, first of all, let me find it here uh kyle larson gets a oh la da 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 -da, l1 penalty damaged vehicle policy mechanical repair uh basically i don't know permitted to have original body parts removed uh rematched in the original location i don't know whatever he did they didn't repair the car right so kyle larson gets the l1 penalty loses 10 points um that's the big deal Eric Almirola also got a penalty for lug nuts, but just Yeah, not, just a just financial yeah, penalty. Ten thousand dollar fine. Yep. So Yeah. Um so yeah, so Larson's bad day gets worse. And, and now, they are
1: they are appealing. Um yep, they are appealing. We
0: will as
1: of tonight, we don't have a uh, resolution to appeal, but uh tomorrow, Friday, yeah, yeah. Uh, NASCAR will announce um uh, I think at nine AM they should have it all tidied tied up. I so. can't
0: imagine there's any chance they're gonna get No, that it's one gonna overturned. stay.
1: They're they're not gonna overturn that. Nope.
0: So go ahead. Let's talk about points, James. You were you were yeah. in there, so let's talk about them. Go for yeah, it.
1: Yeah, cross cross them off, Kyle Larson. I hate it. Yep. but I think uh, I don't. I can't. I mean, he hasn't won yet this year, and as much as I hate to say it, I don't think he's going to win this race at
0: Kansas. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it either. Don't see it. I don't see it. So here's what we got right now. The the we've been doing kind of the four around the bubble. So, Joey is running fifth right now. 30, 39 points to the good. Kurt Busch is thirty points to the good in sixth. Clint Boyer, twenty-one points to the good in seventh. Martin Truex Jr., eighteen points to the good in eighth. And then outside, looking in, Brad Keselowski is eighteen points out in ninth. Ryan Blaney, tenth, twenty-two points out. Kyle Larson, thirty-six points out in eleventh. And Alex Bowman, sixty-eight points out in twelfth. Uh, James, do they stay like this, or does somebody shuffle?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have an answer for that one. I don't. I, don't I think, do. I, I, I the only one I think is making it through is Keselowski. That's the only way. That's that's what is, was that your dog?
0: Yeah, Walter. He finally made his appearance on he the podcast. Made his, he he beat Bella. I thought for sure Bella'd be barking tonight. Yep, he finally did. <laughs> so I'm with you. I think Brad Keslowski gets in. Um, I I still I feel like Trux gets bumped out, but he's gonna come out and he's gonna win this weekend. So
1: well, he's gonna be good. He's uh, gonna yeah. be bad. all he's all he really has to do is just kind of just stay out of trouble because he's going to be fast. If he's hanging around the top five all day, just tell him where Keselowski is
0: and he'll be fine. Brad's just so good at getting in on these races, like sneaking into these things. I just. Isn't it it crazy how it flip-flopped last, (laughs) you know,
1: Boyer barely sneaks in and Larson barely sneaks in. And now we've got Truex. And, you know, you and I both have been saying all year that one of these big three is not going to make it. Yeah. And maybe this is the opportunity. I just, I agree with you. Brad Keselowski is so good when it's all on the line. Yeah. And he's been really good the last few weeks of this season. I boy, it's it, 18 points is a long way to go though.
0: Yeah. Especially should, when, I'd really be surprised to see Trex fall at this point. I think he's going to follow yeah, the next round. It's just, but,
1: yeah, yeah. He's going to be, I'd like to say, kozlowski's going to get those stage points on him, but, but Martin's probably going to hold serve on him. You
0: think, Kurt, joey they're
1: safe right joey's safe kurt's safe they're gonna have speed boyer's gonna have speed right unless something catastrophic happens
0: yeah i think i think I, truex and boyer are the ones who got to worry because really what what it's going to become come down to i think is truex is going to be racing boyer because it, they're going to be hoping that one of those four guys behind them doesn't yeah. get a win yep um but i don't think they're going i don't think any of those and, guys are going to
1: yeah, and, and really for Larson and, and Bowman, I guess you could say, the pressure's really off for those guys. You just yeah. got to win. I mean, you know going into this weekend, it's what you got to do. You got to win the race. Same for Blaney. Blaney's probably in the same boat. Um, Got to win the race. You just got to. That's that's the only thing that's going to get him into the next round. And, and it, it, it would be ironic because of how Larson's season ended a year ago at Kansas. Right. One of the title favorites, knocked out, didn't even make it to the round of eight. And now he's got a chance to maybe redeem himself. That would be a heck of a story. If he can sneak in <laughs> the way he did, the way he got into the round of 12, and then if he can do it again to the round of
0: eight, that would be pretty cool. So I saw a post on Jeff Gluck's Facebook page uh, Sunday, or I think it was Sunday night, um, and it was the same thing I was thinking. It was great to see it was, uh, you know, Larson. know it was, it was in the, when the penalty was announced. That's what it was. So the penalty was announced, and they're like, when does this contract with Chip Ganassi run out again? Man, I feel like he's snake bitten with that team. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man, I, you know, I know we think we know how all this is going to go and all this shakes out as far as silly season. And believe it or not, guys, we have no silly season rumors this week. Yeah, we all.
1: are. Yeah, we're tidied up on silly season right now. We're yeah. all caught
0: up. Our silly season section of the show notes is blank, but I would just be thrilled to see Larson go to that 41 car yeah holy love cow man that would be great yeah,
1: i would love to see him in a stewart haas ride. that would be
0: scary Put him in a stewart haas car i'd love Especially to see him race the... for stewart you know yeah i would too and you know they're
1: they're kind of tight right i mean they've both got the dirt track roots i i've that's the guy I, i've always wanted to drive the 14 car when tony retired yeah unfortunately it didn't happen and larson's been pretty loyal to chip but you know larson's also been voicing some frustrations lately mm, i think he it's time him. for
0: larson to stop being so loyal yeah, I mean, I, if I you know, were him, I'll tell you what. Even this, James, even if it's not Chip Ganassi Racing, it's just yeah. time, man. when when you struggle like this, when you're that good, but that bad, and like not oh, able yeah. to seal a deal, this is the time when you start looking for something. This is the time for somebody like Denny Hamlin to start looking for something. Although I don't see that happening. No, I Denny's. Mean, yeah, these guys. When you start having those issues, you you need to get out of there. I mean, that's what Matt Kenseth did at Roush. You know, that's what Carl yeah. Edwards did.
1: Joey Logano is one of the great examples of a young driver making a switch when it was right. Yeah, you know, he I mean, there's, was at Gibbs and it just wasn't working out.
0: I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now because I wasn't prepared to have this discussion. But, you know, there's been plenty of drivers that have petered out at places and never taken that jump, never gone anywhere else when they still had, yeah. you know, had something to offer. And never got the chance to do it, so I don't know. Yeah, you it's... think
1: like somebody like Mark Martin back in the day would have been somebody something interesting if he would have not been so loyal to Roush, right. maybe, and he could have jumped to like a Hendrick or something like that to yeah. just to see. Hey, you know, you, you saw it did. did late in his... yeah. yeah, eventually he did late. He did in it his... Too late. Yeah, very late in his career, and he was pretty dang good. Yeah, <laughs> with that Hendrick equipment for one season. Yeah. Um,
0: Heck, he was getting you know, the Michael it's... Waltrip stuff too.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, he was. He was fast for you know
0: he was fast all the way up into his 50s
1: it's yeah. crazy yeah it's crazy but yeah there's never been a driver you know larson yeah he, i don't know i just i feel like he's probably one of the most talented. can you imagine next year could be totally different with some of the rules package changes and whatnot oh, yeah. but can you imagine if he was on that Stuart haas team this year what could have what could have been i mean you think harvick's been good but oh kidding yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a what if that right. unfortunately we just don't, I don't know if we'll ever find out. Yeah. Yeah, but now's the time, like you said. I, I agree with you. Right.
0: All right. Anything else to talk about this race? No, I think we can put Talladega to bed. I'm kind of sad. Thank it's a short God, short I just Talladega. wanted to be done after the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's move done. on. It's we'll, done. we'll move on to New Talladega, a.k.a. Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get to talking about Kansas, because we don't have a whole lot to talk about tonight, I wanted to throw this out there. I saw this question. Um, I don't remember where I saw this question. I saw an article, I believe. And let me see if, did I bookmark it still? I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, the, it was on, I think it was on NASCAR.com. The, the article asked, is Stuart Haas, they didn't say the greatest, but one of the greatest NASCAR teams of all time. Oh. And I thought that would be a real good discussion point for us. I have my opinions on it, but James, what do you think on that? I know you pulled a little bit of statistics for this. I did pull some I just wanted to see the numbers just to yeah. kind of
1: gauge um, what they're doing compared to some other teams. And they have, and they're fairly new compared to everybody else. Um, but just to give you some numbers off the off the stat sheet, two championships already. Uh, they've been around ten years, so they're you know hitting twenty percent on championships. Actually, better than that if they can win this year it would be 3 in 10 years. Uh they have 50 wins which that actually kind of shocked me. I thought they were closer to 40. Yeah. And the year that they've had this year, all four drivers winning a race. I don't recall that happening since probably the heyday of Hendrick. I can't recall all four drivers getting a win. Maybe maybe Gibbs recently? Even then, I don't I don't, I don't, think, don't think Gibbs so. has
0: done it. I don't think anybody's done it.
1: Well, well when Gibbs had Edwards, they were, but even then, that's when Kenseth was struggling too. So yeah, yeah all four Stewart Haas cars getting wins. Um, I can actually look that up right now. Yeah, why do not I do that? <laughs> yeah, 20. So 2016 and 2017. Let me see. Nope, it was yeah, 2016. All four Gibbs cars won races. Okay. Multiple races, I should mention.
0: Can I just uh, can I just take a side note and tell just comment once again on how horrible NASCAR.com's website is. Yes, there's so much crap popping up on this page. I had to close out two autoplay videos that were playing at the same time and then a menu bar that came down from the top and an ad in the center of the page. That's fantastic. Come on, guys. Get your crap together. So well, I, it's, the, the it's link's so in the show notes.
1: To to racing reference is the way to go. There you go. Well,
0: the <laughs> link to this article is in the show notes. That's why I went to NASCAR.com. I was trying to find the article. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, but- it's a debate question. And right. it's worthy of a debate. So
1: yeah, and so just to just to answer your question simply, yeah. uh, I think they are one of maybe the top ten teams of all time. That's probably too easy to say. Probably even top t-
0: t- t- ten is too easy to say. That's yeah,
1: top ten is probably way too easy. I maybe inching closer to top five
0: all time. God, why do we gotta agree on everything? Uh, I just <laughs> the numbers don't lie in this stuff. I it, it, and, I, I'll tell you what, and maybe not. Maybe we don't want to go all time, but most successful seasons for a team of all time. This is highly, this is like yeah, this probably is right top three of best, mm-hmm. you know, all around yeah. team seasons. It's been spectacular now, you know, and this article points it out. It's early yet. We still have five races to go. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen with the championship. These guys could all just nosedive in the end. None of them wins. Yep. I mean, without a championship for Stuart Haas, they aren't. You know what I mean? they they're still it's still an epic season, but it's not one of the best seasons in NASCAR history. If they don't, yeah, they got to the close. They got to close. Yep. So maybe the we're rifle, having a conversation too early.
1: Well, and the rightful one to do it's Harvick. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, I'm with you. Either any of these guys can win the championship, but if Harvick caps off this incredible run he's on, yeah, it would be one. It would be one of the all time great seasons individually, by a, by a team. Um, but two, he's 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 the lead dog on this well, team. Yeah, and it's Harvick, not- Harvick
0: is Stuart Haas. Yeah, me. right now, yeah. He's yeah, he's the banner
1: carrier for
0: sure. Kurt's on his way out. I, I feel like Clint's just a stopgap to me. He just has always seemed like a stopgap to me. And then he's solid. Yep, then Alarola's just let's get somebody else in the ten car and holy crap, he's good. Yeah, yeah he's you know. Good. So I yeah. I mean our, Harvick is the guy, and yes, I think anything yeah. short of a Harvick championship is a disappointment. This year for Stuart Haas, but
1: just to give you a a quick snapshot of that, Kevin Harvick has 20 top fives and 25 top tens and no other Stuart Haas driver has more than nine top 10 or top fives, right? He's just, I mean, his consistency,
0: it's beyond consistent. It's like mountaintop consistency. It's incredible. So since we both agreed on the, on the debate and it makes it not much of a debate is, is there, I mean. None of these other guys are going to win the championship over Harvick, right? I mean, Harvick's going to be the Stuart guy. Haas or? Stuart Haas, yeah. For Stuart, if Stuart Haas wins a championship, it's going to be Harvick. If Stuart, well. It's got to be can, Harvick. I mean,
1: if they get four cars into the round of eight, I don't know what happens from there. What if they get four cars into the
0: round of four? That would be so phenomenal. Can you imagine? That would be the best all-time season Well, Harvick
1: ever. has the Harvick has the points. Okay, so there's a, there's a roadmap for this. Harvick <laughs> has the points advantage. He doesn't necessarily need to win any races. Right. Um, but if Almarola, Boyer and Bush all win
0: to get into the to get into Homestead, never it would never happen. It'd never
1: happen. But that's a way, that's a one way that you could do it.
0: Can you imagine? NASCAR oh, would, NASCAR would change the rules, man.
1: Tony Stewart would have an ownership
0: <laughs> trophy presentation, and
1: in a week before, just like the old days when Earnhardt was celebrating titles. You know, weeks man. before
0: weeks I'd before. I'd almost the- like to see it happen just to see how crazy it would be, but there's no way it'll happen. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. You're not getting a final four without Kyle Bush in there at least. No, Bush is
1: Bush is in and Harvick is in. Those yeah. two guys are just too good. Yep. They're just too good. Um and then from there, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I thought Kozlowski was was leaning into being a lock and I I, I mean, he's not going to make it to the round of 8. So I'm I still
0: I I'm still pretty comfortable with my with my championship four which was kyle so i bush. had
1: larson i had larson in my four and that's not happening
0: i have kyle bush harvick Keslowski, and elliot and if Keslowski can pull it off this weekend yeah you're it sitting still pretty happen. yeah you're sitting pretty because elliot
1: could win martinsville any any yeah. day any you know. i
0: i think chase is in that final four yeah and i and i like like i said kyle bush is a given kyle bush and harvick are givens in that in the final yeah. four there's no way yep. those two don't make it in there sure yeah so. Yeah, I just, you know, they are one of the
1: great teams of all time. I don't know if you'd put them ahead of the, like, the Wood Brothers or Petty, but definitely for modern times, I right. mean, they're up, they're better than Chip Ganassi. Oh, yeah. You know, 13 years in the sport, 1,125 starts, and they only have 11 wins. Four of them were last year. Are they the best team right now? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I And it's crazy, because not that long ago, we were thinking the same thing for Joe Gibbs.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is true. Yeah, it, and... I mean, Gibbs is still there, but they're not at Stuart Haas level right now. Yeah, and who knows what Gibbs, next year brings?
1: Yeah, and no, I don't think Gibbs has the roster either with Suarez. We don't really know what he is anymore, you know, with him out the door. Um, Jones, I mean, they've probably got the best prospect. They've got Eric Jones. Right. Um, but, he, you know, maybe in a few years he could be Kyle Busch, but he's not there yet. Uh, and then Hamlin's just – he's having just a weird year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Denny Hamlin's been really good for a long time, though.
0: Um, I mean, the, with this new rule package we're going to get next year. It's going to be different again. Who knows? I mean, Roush could be the— Yeah, maybe Richard Ruff, Childress a has job. a
1: resurgence. Yeah. You know, I who's to say? We we really don't know. I think we'll have the similar—we'll have the same, you know, customers up there, but— Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Yeah. yeah well, it, it, is, might, it might it, shuffle a little bit. You know, Sir Haas might not, not have the dominance they've had this year. That likely will change anyway, because unless you're Jimmy Johnson, that just doesn't yeah. continue.
1: This is maybe an easier question than I'm I'm posing it to be, but uh, Stuart Haas Racing, would you take their their ten years over the thirty one of Jack Roush? Yeah. With okay, so Jack Roush has two championships in thirty one years, one hundred and thirty seven wins, um, and they've been like I said, they've been around uh, quite a bit longer than Stuart Haas.
0: Yeah, I still I'd still take two takes. I don't know. It, it all depends, I guess, James. There's so many variables because if we're talking. Xfinity series like, as well. Well, if we're talking uh, about like you know, it's hard because Roush is on their way down, and I I would imagine they're right. eventually circle back. Hopefully, but it's yep. it's hard. I mean, Stuart Haas has so much more potential right now too, so right. you have to consider that. Yep. Yeah. Stuart I mean, if, if you just arrives. say both teams end this year, you know, this is it, and you can choose yep. one of these, then of course I'd go Roush because they've had more success in the long run. Yep. But
1: yep. But Stuart Haas has had. Um, equal amounts of success in a shorter period of time right so you got that I mean that's just a, a nugget of an argument I guess yeah that's true but interesting yeah I said that was a good question I'm really glad you put that in there because that made me think you know yeah it's weird because all these teams are on different trajectories but right now right. they are the they are the powerhouse
0: they are for sure so let's yep. uh, let's throw another question out there this one is one we haven't done in a couple of weeks it's called do we care bringing it back (laughs) bringing it back this week it is
1: thursday so throwback thursday
0: one of these days i'm gonna have a soundbite for do we care but i don't have one right now (laughs) um so do we care dale jr's book came out i think it came out tuesday if i remember correctly um it's called racing to the finish co-authored with ryan mcgee uh james's buddy and uh i mean do we care about about junior's book very
1: much i think we should i you and i were texting about earlier this week and i i I openly admitted via
0: text i just don't have time to read it right now (laughs) but that doesn't mean it's not important and that i don't care that's me too i think it's really neat i listened to part of uh junior's podcast this week i haven't gotten through it yet yeah me too i gotta get to it so i just feel like it's another one of those driver books that i'm i'm never gonna get to Yep. And so, like, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think Junior's insight on things is is great. And I mean, Ryan McGee's awesome. So yep. it's probably a really great book. And I think if I ever sat down to get into it, I would probably like read right through it. But I just. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know. I've got. I bought Jeff Gordon's book. I haven't. I've read like a paragraph of that. I, I bought. The only NASCAR driver book that I can think of that I actually read all the way through, which I loved it, by the way, was yep. Daryl Waltrip's book. Oh yeah. Walter's book was great. And the only reason I bought it, I was debating buying it. I was at Barnes and Noble and I, I picked it up, was flipping through it and it was an autographed copy. So oh, yeah, had told me autographed this, copy. I so I bought right. it yep. and, and read it. And that was back in the old days when we read paper books and we didn't read them digitally. Yep. yep. And it was a good book because Daryl's a storyteller. And so probably half of it was, you know, made up anyway.
1: I've got Ernie Irvin downstairs. Okay. The, uh, titled no fear. Nice. And that's a really good read. Um, Especially there's a chapter in Ernie Irvin's book about the Michigan crash. Okay, And it goes into third person details. Wow. Like talking to his wife, talking to Larry McReynolds, who was on the scene. Hmm. That is a very good book. I should let you borrow that one of these days.
0: Yeah, I should borrow it just to read that section. Yeah, it's a fantastic don't book. Don't let me, his... don't don't let me borrow the book. I'm so horrible well, at returning books. I know, I, well, I know. and I but couldn't, that... <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't borrow that book from you, man. I don't, yeah, that actually. Well, you something.
1: know, <laughs> and I did read a I did read a synopsis today. Bob Pakris and Ricky Craven okay. did a uh, did a synopsis of Dale Jr.'s book, just of you know things that stood out to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some pretty good revelations there. A lot of it is really about Dale Jr.'s personal struggle with concussions. Right. Um, and getting out of the car and how he almost, you know, one of the revelations in the book is how he almost quit in uh, in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You know, before Which, when he was starting to have some issues and
0: you and I speculated um, that might actually happen when of course yeah. we didn't have a podcast back then. I think we were talking on the way to Eldora, yep. but we thought he was
1: done. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, that crash at Michigan, that kind of jumbled some things up for him again. But yep. um, I and, and I'm also you mentioned it, but uh, I'm also very intrigued that Ryan McGee is staying involved as much as he has yeah. and, and writing this book. I think that's – I think it's just a win-win to keep guys like him around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a great deal too. But, I, yeah, I wish I had more time to read it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think we're just
0: busy people. But definitely. I, at <laughs> some point. At some point, maybe. Yeah, maybe an off-season read or something. I don't know. My my life never slows down, so it's tough. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, it <laughs> is like, definitely something. I, I even thought maybe – I don't know if there's – I don't think there's an audiobook version of it yet. But if they do an audiobook version, especially if Junior's reading it, that would be cool, or even if if McGee's reading it, I would totally yeah. be down with that. I, I would probably get that and listen to it in the car because I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be good. So, and I'll yep. I listen to, I'll listen to Junior's podcast all day long. Yep. So yeah, and this book is important
1: because of Dale Jr. documenting his struggles with concussions, yeah. and he legit
0: <laughs> documented his struggles. Like he had his notes yep. app in his iPhone, and he would take notes daily, and yep. a lot of that is in this book. Yeah, and the, and that's bigger than NASCAR. Yeah. The
1: concussion thing. I think, oh, I yeah. think people, yeah, I think Dale jr is going to be kind of a leader not only for NASCAR and, and auto racing head injuries, but in football too. We, we, I mean, well-documented injuries in football, um, with head injuries, but Dale jr is kind of leading the way on some of
0: this discussion. And that's, that's a very important thing yeah. right there. So yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Anything else to talk about with the book? No, I just, like I said, wish I could read it right now. <laughs> I know, I hear you. Maybe this off-season. Maybe we'll
1: each make it a homework assignment.
0: There you go. Yeah, I, yep. I'm, I'm we'll terrible see. with homework assignments. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I'm too. trying to post a link here that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multitasking. That's all right. um, so this weekend is the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. And, uh, Kansas has been, it's had a history lately of of being uh, a little crazy. We've had, uh, they, I listened to Larry McNuggets on, uh, on NASCAR radio. Uh, I think it was Monday night and, or no, it was, I don't know. I don't know what night it was Tuesday night. I think it was Larry McNuggets. He talked about some of the stats and he had Larry's great. I'll tell you what, man, there's a guy that he is, he may not sound the smartest, but that dude is smart. And, mm-hmm. and he had compiled a bunch of stats about this race. The last three races at Kansas have had a red flag during them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I believe the last three races there or the last five races there have been won by our big three drivers. So um, Yeah, because Truex has been really dominant lately. Yep. Truex, yep. Won, Truex won this year in the spring. And then Harvick He's got two, won yep. last year, I think. Last year. Or, no, who swept? Somebody else swept both of them last year. I don't know. Anyway, it's it, it's looking like it's probably going to be one of those guys. But yeah. it, it could be a wild race. Who knows what's going to happen?
1: Harvick won this year in the spring. Truex won last year swept. And then before that, Harvick won the last fall race before the Truex sweep.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: And then Kyle Busch won the spring race. There you
0: go. There, you go. So there so, you
1: go. There's your big three covered up right there.
0: Yeah, I got to pull up the uh, the old average finishes here and look and see what I'm going to pick. I don't want to pick one of the big three, but I feel like I should pick one of the big three. Because, yeah, I feel like they're
1: open season at this point.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to do it. I'm going to go. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to go against everything I said I mean, look at the average finishes and see if this backs it up. Nah, it doesn't. But Kevin Harvick, just, b- just before you make
1: your pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's a gangbuster here, but. Um, Martin Truex Jr. is just on a hot streak. Yes, yeah. See, overall, overall, Harvick really stands out—25 career races and a 9.6 average finish. Um, but but Trix has been the hot hand here.
0: Yeah, I gotta go Trux because, it, like I said, it goes against everything. I don't think he's gonna make it. I don't think he's gonna make it to the round of four. I wouldn't yep. be surprised to see him make it to the round of eight, though. So I'm going Truex. So far, you have been correct so far that you you said he wasn't winning any more races this year. Yeah, and, and this goes against I mean... everything.
1: He I, he technically had the roval, <laughs> I is guess. True. That is true. Um, but he didn't win. Yep. So you you are correct. Well, if you're going Truex, I'm gonna try to keep pace. I'm gonna go Harvick. Yeah, that's. Uh, Harvick a really doesn't pick. have anything. The only thing that worries me is Harvick really doesn't have anything to race for. He's just gotta stay out of
0: catastrophic. Yeah, Harvick's not the type of guy that's gonna go points his way around or. or no. no, he's, he's to He's gonna race if he doesn't have anything to race for. That gives him more of a reason to race.
1: Yeah, he's gonna go hard. I think. So
0: yeah, yeah I'll take I'll take Harvick. All right, Dark Horse. Let's see. You get first Dark Horse. Whew. Um, Man.
1: Alex Bowman sticks out a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I want to pick him. Hold on. Hang in there with me. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I never know what to do with the Dark Horse. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go way out there, kind of. I'll say William Byron. He had a really bad outing his first time around and i think he'll improve
0: okay that's a good one yep i am going to go with somebody who just could use to turn their season around i'm gonna go over keep jr not really any reason in particular yep that's <laughs> <laughs> so there we go um yeah i don't i don't i think we made it through everything didn't we well, one thing we didn't talk about really quickly. All right, here we go. Now it's going to be an hour long podcast. No, no, it won't be an hour long podcast.
1: <laughs> um, we should make note that I took a little bit of joy seeing a, the ten
0: car win a race. Yeah. <laughs>
1: without Danica Patrick, yeah. is that bad? Is that like is that like bad of me to
0: feel that way? No, I don't, I don't think so. They're still running that commercial with her. That's like I don't only think about racing. It's like Danica. <laughs> guess what, man? You're not you're not racing anymore. You're not thinking about racing at all, and I don't know how much you did when you were racing. about anything
1: but Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> months.
0: Yeah. I can say that I cheered against the Packers when they were playing the Bears a little bit more after they showed her. Oh, I think want to it. I'm so glad. You know. It's not, it's not Danica. Uh, it's not. I don't.
1: I don't like I Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like Danica. But however, however, this being said, I thought if Danica ruins him. Yeah. Like <laughs> She could have, I guess. <laughs> um, I would be her number one fan. That's true.
0: Yeah, I'm with oh, you. And, and, you know. and I, Don't get me wrong. For anybody who wants to start screaming at me right now, if you listen to this, I hate Aaron Rodgers in the same way that I hate Sidney Crosby in that they are so good and they don't play for the teams sick. that I cheer for. That's well, why I hate them. It's not you're a Bears, yeah. Right.
1: And you're a bears fan and I'm a lions fan yep. and
0: we share a division with
1: this a hole and he, <laughs> kicks, he kicks our butt every year. So now that the lions have kind of beaten him a couple of times here recently, I don't I'm not Trying not to get on my high horse, but I really enjoy those victories. Yeah.
0: Uh, it makes me cry when the lions beat the Packers and the bears lose to them. So <laughs> yeah, well, we're kind of, we're going to be head to head here pretty soon. So yeah. don't worry. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the lions will beat the bears because the bears are just the bears. Like they're the only team that's like, Hey, the lions are terrible, but we can beat them by oh. being worse.
1: I feel like <laughs> if the lions can beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the same season, we should be able to handle Mitchell Trubisky. You think so? I'm just saying, I'm just so? saying, yeah. but
0: that's the Lions. They would lose that game instead. That is true. It's funny. Cause I left the lions to be a bears fan and they're the same team. Yeah. they really <laughs> exact are same, yeah. team. same team same ownership group only difference is that you know when the bears won their championship it was it was a super bowl you know and when the lions won theirs there wasn't a super bowl yet so
1: yeah lions have had a little bit more have done a little bit more suffering yeah and than, uh, than the bears fans but yeah they are the same team
0: right now yeah i mean the lions don't have a, you know, a dance that was recorded like <laughs> yeah. anyway no, we... Um, I do have a shout out this week. I want to throw it out there real quick. We've shouted him out before, but I'm doing it again. Nate Ryan, NBC, or NASCAR yeah. NBC podcast. He talked to yeah. Haley, Haley Deegan this week um, or last it week. I don't know when it was, but
1: it was last week. Cause he has another good one this week. Who's he got this he, week? Oh, it's, um, a guy who used to be in communications with NASCAR. Hold on. Okay. See, I, you know,
0: I don't Let's listen go to his podcast. I don't it's listen great. to Nate Ryan's podcast very much. And I wish I did because, you know, it, it, it's, a lot of times He's when I'm really- looking for a podcast for NASCAR, I'm looking for a recap of the week. I'm not looking for, for just something. Nate's is really good for me when it's like, you know, Monday and all the podcasts come out Tuesday and I need something to listen to and nobody's oh. talking about the race yet other than Jeff Gluck. So I'll pop yep. Nate on and and listen to him Nate's more. A- if it's a race weekend and the race yeah. has already started, I'll listen to him. So
1: Highly intelligent podcast, man. He's just really
0: good. Um, I am the- a gigantic the- Haley Deegan fan. I hope. Yeah, hers was good. I hope she gets through. I mean, she sounded she sounded a little less mature there she, than when she, I saw well, her at Eldora. I mean, she's a kid. Right, she's a kid, <laughs> but I I, yeah, she's I really want to see her. I want to see her make it, man.
1: Yeah, I hit the the last podcast this week, uh, episode one sixty two, Ramsey Poston. Okay, and he at one time was the director of communications from for NASCAR uh, from two thousand four to two through two thousand eleven. Dang, and he talked about safety in NASCAR. They go over like Dale Earnhardt's death and all this stuff it's really good it's just really good. cool
0: so yeah if you don't check if you haven't checked it out check out the nascar nbc podcast with nate ryan it if is you're listening excellent.
1: yeah if you're listening to this
0: podcast
1: you best be listening to that podcast. yeah it
0: is one of the quality podcasts. again they don't do race recaps or anything like that it's oh. just usually an interview with somebody and it is one of the best nascar podcasts you can find it is yep yep so all right james on that note where can they find you on social media during the week at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at tSuperspeedway on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Superspeedway. Uh, you can find the podcast and more at our website, thesuperspeedway.com. Like I said, the podcast is there. We've got show notes there, links to some of the articles we've discussed, um, past podcasts, some stories we wrote from races we've been to, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out, thesuperspeedway.com. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And if you like what you hear, And you want to become a part of the show or have a little, you know, a little piece of it uh, to yourself, become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. I think that's it, James. We might have set a new record for Nah, No, I don't think so. We're like 45 minutes, I think. It's pretty dang close, though. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So let's get out of here before we ruin that. So Kansas this weekend, uh, hopefully a little bit better race than last weekend. And until then, everybody, let's go racing.